Let's Go Blues Radio is powered by Manscaped. Get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with promo code LGB. Make your balls a priority this fall. Get ready to hear some noise tonight. You're just seconds away from Let's Go Blues Radio. Let's have a dying brush. Eric Brewer was so bad. <laughs> Are we like Ogil Corp? Are we suspended? I I reciprocated the dickness. Selfish, Selfish hockey. That's right. Selfish hockey. What did I tell you about stick tape? You don't need it! No doubt about it, eh? You're listening to Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio, the original St. Louis Blues hockey fan podcast. Take it away, boys. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Welcome to Season 9, Episode 13 of Let's Go Blues Radio, where the often imitated, but we are never duplicated, the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast. We're broadcasting live on Wednesday, December 9th. 2020. This is franchise episode number 279 all time. Your hosts tonight are yours, really, Kurt Price and Jeff Ponder. Uh, Bill Day is on assignment. And for your listening pleasure, for the next little while, we'll be talking Stanley Cup to champion 2019 St. Louis Blues hockey. I guess I can't say defending anymore. I'm still, I still. Pre COVID champions I, forever, right? I, I said that. Yeah, right. Exactly. I said that in the, in the show intro so many times, and I'm, I'm, I'm like, I still want to say it. Uh, to interact with the show on social media, follow the show's account on Facebook. You can follow us on uh, Twitter at LGB Radio. Mine is at Kurt Price. Jeff's is at jponder94. And Bill's is at Billy Blue Note. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram. We're dual streaming right now live on YouTube and Facebook. Uh, thank you for joining us. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the show if you don't mind. And uh, of course, the website is letsgoblues.com where you can listen to or watch past episodes of the show, browse the fan discussion forum, as well as get some uh, cool Stainless Blues themed t-shirts and stickers that helps support the show. Jeff, uh, you're very T- festive this evening. T-shirts uh, for the show, huh? You can buy those over at letsgoblues.com slash shop. Is that what you said? It is. Let's you, mean, you mean a shirt like this? A shirt like that or a shirt like this. What? Oh, what? crazy. I, I made the comment before the show started that we actually went opposite shirts <laughs> for this episode. I've got the blue with the uh, the yellow lettering for Let's Go Blues Radio. Kurt has the exact opposite. So yellow, that was the, completely planned. The The yellow with the blue, right. You you went with the retro reverse, right? <laughs> the the way it should the way it should have auto gone. Uh, yeah, to be right. My God, no red in this shirt. I don't think you find any red. The only red uh, you will find a red on the Steen shirt on the uh, the Vic Twenty shirt for Steen. Yeah, I haven't I haven't, I haven't ordered that one yet, but uh, I do plan it. As I said, the the one last week that I wore uh, for our fantasy draft, I love that shirt, and I've actually gotten comments on that shirt from friends who saw it. I uh, told him to go over to the shop and buy it. Yeah, the Federico Sutter 24 one. I thought that was a very clever shirt. So, and that's something you can sell for the next four years, my friend. <laughs> it's just true. You know, yeah. I've had I I had that idea in the pipeline for probably I don't know two years, um, and it was just kind of a, a, a I started to, to design it a couple of years ago, and I just kind of put it in the back burner, and and then after the election, uh, kind of got me going. I said, hey. You know, I could this. I mean, it's applicable to 2024. So, mm-hmm. so uh, that's fun. Fun stuff. Yeah. 
And you mentioned me being festive because I'm wearing my. It's funny because you see the uh, the blue Santa's hats that I'm wearing like right now. Except this is one that I got in like 2000, and there's a big yellow stripe going across the top, and it's different than the ones you see. I haven't seen this one anywhere else. But the only problem is it is very warm. <laughs> so I'm imagining this probably is not going to last on my head long. So if you're on the uh, the podcast and you want to see what my hat looks like. Go to the beginning of the show on Facebook or YouTube to guarantee that it's actually still on my head. That's that's a nice looking one too. It's it's very fluffy. It's so fluffy. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not a it doesn't it don't look cheap. It's a, it's a lot of fuzz to it and it's thick. Uh, it's a good looking hat. I like it. It's great to wear in uh, in the really cold days in St. Louis, but. I mean, when it's like it is now, 60 degrees, 50 degrees, there's no wearing this anywhere in St. Louis. <laughs> uh, uh, so we've got a couple comments I want to go ahead and get to before we jump into the show. Puck Guy 14, we'll get to his comment here, but hello, future division rival, he says. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> oh, oh, God. God. Jesse Hill, so, uh, that's, you know what? That's the best part about it. I'm not going to lie. Oh, I love I, I, and we're going to be able to we're going to be able to talk to Teal Town like every week now. <laughs> this is going to be great. Um, but uh, Jesse Hill, hey guys, uh, hey Jesse, good to see you, buddy. Jesse, Austin Lynch, hey Jeff and Kurt, how's your nights going? Uh, great, Austin. But uh, I do want to add real quick. Austin and I were messaging on Instagram, and I think I've completely forgot to check my messages. I don't get the updates on my phone, um, so I want to apologize to Austin. I'm going to check those messages soon. I think we talked about playing NHL 20 together. Uh, we will have to do that, Austin. Sounds like a lot of fun. Um, but, yeah, we'll maybe plan on that this weekend. I'll, I'll get better about answering my Instagram messages. Um, I don't uh, – I don't uh, – uh, I'm not, a, I'm not, a, I'm not a, a console gamer. I don't have a the, – the most recent console – well, I was going to say a PS2 in the house, but uh, my son does have a Switch, so he has that. But uh, – uh, I don't. Uh, I, I do some PC, a little bit of PC gaming. My kids are into Fortnite, and I. Uh, yeah. And I, I kind of they want me to play with them, and so I started playing with them, and now I'm kind of into that. <laughs> so I'm I'm all into uh, logging into Fortnite and getting my butt kicked by twelve year olds. Uh, oh yeah, that yeah. definitely happens. <laughs> you know, I've, I've become I've become a gamer myself, a console gamer, uh, just because I mean I I was my whole life growing up, um, but I kind of let it go for a little bit uh but then when i had my son and uh he was about three years old i was still playing i've always played the nhl games everyone since nhl pa 93 or whatever that one was called and uh he loved it he fell in love instantly got excited screamed yelled was excited for goals and so ever since then i'm like man this kid is going to be a gamer so it's turned me into a gamer again and uh, i do plan to get the ps5 just uh Wow, not right now. That is way too expensive. <laughs> I did the initial <laughs> series uh, probably in through, I don't know, uh, 2002 or three, something like that. And uh, uh, I, I, I didn't, I did not keep pace with the consoles that were coming out. And I, uh, I had a couple on the PC, not quite the same. Uh, and I just kind of got away from that. So I still, I still play the 94 on the Genesis though, which I have over here. Oh yeah. That's, it's funny. Cause I took a picture. I, I've got, uh, a shelf over here that's got every single NHL EA game uh, all lined up together from every console and that I have. And somebody commented and said, what the hell, man, you don't have NHL 94 in there. And I was like, 
Yeah, that's because it's in the Sega Genesis right now. <laughs> and I was playing that earlier today. Yeah. <laughs> I had the same thing going until like 2003 or four, And I just, all of a sudden it stops. Do you have the Danny Heatley 2004? Do you know? Uh, no. I want to say mine stopped at, uh, I don't know who was on the cover of three. Um, Mario was it Van Beesbrook? Was it? Was it? Van Beesbrook was 97. Oh, okay. Oh, way off. Uh, okay. I I don't I I could be completely wrong here, but I'm pretty sure I've maybe it was O two then. Sound pretty good. Maybe it was O two then. I stopped. O two. Man, that was a long time ago. Who was O two? O one was Nolan. <laughs> Who was O two? I've been not playing NHL, uh, not buying an NHL series uh, longer than uh, some of the people that are listening to this show have been alive. That's very true. <laughs> but yeah, I asked if you had the Danny Heatley one because they switched it to Joe Sackick after his uh, car accident. I remember that. Uh, yeah, I remember so, that. You, so you had to be one of the first people to go out and buy it, and I was. I got an opening day. Wow. So I'm one of the few people that still has my Danny Heatley NHL 2004. Is that worth anything? Probably not. I have no idea. Uh, we have Puck Guy 14. Sorry, Aginla 2002. Yes, you're correct. Jerome Aginla. Ding, I, ding, ding. I think I have that one. I think that's my last one, I believe. Um, uh, you guys, uh, listeners, you have a uh, one day left to uh vote on the all time blues fantasy draft that we uh held last episode. Uh, you can uh, can I think that it ends at some point tomorrow, I believe, uh, maybe early in the morning. I don't know. Vote now. Um, <laughs> but by by the time the podcast comes out i'm guessing it'll be ended maybe so if you're listening live jump into twitter right now go to lgb radio and put in your vote uh last i looked i was leading uh but the lead has shrunk so uh uh, apparently jeff is creating twitter accounts and uh voting to catch up (laughs) you found that out huh i did i'm That can only explain it because, I mean, my top line would destroy anything in the world that you could put out there <laughs> to defend against it. So. Uh, I have uh, I have not seen <laughs> tonight what our what our totals are, but I think we should. Uh, I've been busy as hell. At I, least. I, I, I've not checked. I, I checked earlier today. I need a look. I checked, yeah, I checked probably about two o'clock, three o'clock. Yeah. And I I did cut your lead down a bit. Yeah. Uh, but hang on. Here we go. Okay, I've uh, cut it down a little. Uh, so Kurt is in the lead at 44.6. I am second with 37.8, and these are percentages. Uh, Bill is in last place, surprisingly, very much in last place, 17.6, which I mean, I just don't think he's getting a lot of love, whichever, which I thought he was going to get the most love because he's got a lot of recency bias. Yeah, well, but, I mean, somebody... he's got a good team. We we all have good teams. I, I and I think I think uh, somebody's got. I mean, somebody's got to finish third. Um, but uh, you know what? I th- I think it's I I think a lot of people have said you know it's the 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 sexy part of my team is my top line, and the sexy part of your yes. team is your your top defensive pairing. And uh, yes, uh, and Bill and Bill's and it's, it was commented a number of times. Bill's team is very balanced. I, I don't know if he has a line that tops ours, but top to bottom, he has a very solid team. So uh, his goaltending is very good. Um, yeah. We, I mean, we all have really good goaltending, but uh, I, yeah. I, it, that, so, I mean, maybe, I, I don't know. It, it's tough. I mean, it's really, it's really a, as a voter, it, it's who you, uh, what stands out to you and what you like. So I, 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 I kind of get it, I guess, as far as what's going on. Yeah, but I vote. mean, you're right. I mean, you're, you're top line. And I, I think we even said this last week, clearly the best line out of, anybody that that picked um you have that just that sexy 
early to mid uh, 90s top line, which is beautiful. And then, of course, uh, like you said, Pronger and Stevens on my top pairing is great. But again, you look at the entire thing. I mean, all of us have depth. It's all just in a certain way. We all went about different strategies. I went a little more old school, picking guys. Because like I said, I, I realized early on, I'm going to have a lot of tough guys on my team. So I got to go old school to make sure I have plenty of tough guys that'll round out the lineup but can still put the puck in the net. You have a lot of skill, a lot of guys that, that can pass and shoot and score. And, and that's how, that's how you, just, he has both. That's, that's how you win games. You got to score to win. Yeah, right. So <laughs> heavy hockey, I would, baby. I would love, I would love to see my top line against, against your top D uh, uh, to say, oh. I'd love, I'd love to see Oates uh, Hall and Shanahan against Pronger. And you uh, sure Stevens. that might be all neutral zone play. That, <laughs> <laughs> the puck might not go anywhere. <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry. I, 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 and people have said, Oh, I'd love to see this team against that team. It'd be a fun little uh, round Robin tournament to, to have. With, I can't do it, but I mean, I don't know. It's, that was, that was a fun draft to do. I loved uh, that. Was a lot of fun. It was long, but it was fun. Yeah. So I hope people enjoyed that idea. Is a genius. That was you. You had that idea. It's a good job. Oh, it, that's right. It was. Yeah. I'm good for about one good idea a year. I've yeah. come to find out. I think you. So have... I've already. I used mine late in the year. So that's good. <laughs> yeah, you saved it. <laughs> you had shitty ideas <laughs> all saved, year long. Just... <laughs> you, you saved it to the last. <laughs> You and Bill were like on the brink of kicking me off the show for my terrible ideas. And then I came up with that. You're like, ah, we got to save him for at least another year. (laughs) Uh, Austin Lynch says, uh, hashtag stop the counting. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Comment of the show? Not yet. Not yet. Uh, Austin Lynch says, uh, Kurt, let me get you some wins in Fortnite, LOL. And you know what? I mean, uh, I'm not terrible. I'm not good. I'm not. Bad. I'm not terrible. I'm not great either. So I'm kind of in the middle, probably like most people. Um, it's fun though. You play with you, you know, play with my kids. It's it's fun. Um, I also I also tried out uh, Warzone, which is a uh, Call of Duty Warzone. You ever, you ever try that, Jeff? Mm-hmm. I um, played Call of Duty, oh, but not Warzone. Jesus Christ! I, I, okay, it, it's a lot like Fortnite, but like realistic. Okay, um, mm. it's harder to shoot people. Once you get shot, you're almost dead. I mean, like in real life, you get shot, shot three or four times, you're dead. <laughs> um, not like in Fortnite, you get shot three or four times. Oh, I got shield. You know, it's like, I can, <laughs> I can survive. Uh, oh no, you get shot in Warzone. I mean, you can, you can, I think, I think you can bump your health back up, but, it, but you get shot as like, you're boom, 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 done. Um, and Warzone's nuts. It's, uh, I don't, I've, I've played it maybe half a dozen times, 10 times tops. Uh, so I suck at it. Right. But I'm playing it for like two minutes and I get gunned down. I'm dead. Uh, it's it's ridiculous. So maybe I got to Yeah, I, I played Call of Duty. I, basically, Goldeneye was really the last first-person shooter that I really played. Um, I mean, I've played a lot since, you know, here and there. There's some, uh, uh, oh, my God, goodness. There was a zombie shoot 'em up game that I used to play all the time that I loved when I was a kid. Um, but uh, Resident Evil, I've done that. I mean, mm. I, I've played them. It's just... They're not my favorites. I had that. I'm really picky about those, and I've just never really been into the Call of Duty. What about uh, this? Is this is old school? Uh, Redneck Rampage. You play that? 
Oh yeah, I played it. Uh, but I, I got friends that are still obsessed with that. Oh, game. that game when it came out, I laughed my ass off. That was so <laughs> funny. Game. So funny. And you get the cuss pack or whatever was with it. They, they, so they're yep. cussing. Oh my god, they're they're cussing in the video game. This was what this had to have been about what ninety? I don't know, eight, nine, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, we. Uh, I just picked up the Star Wars Squadrons game, which is a, a Tie Fighter X Wing game, and that was a lot of fun. I already beat it, um, but man, that was that was a good one. So yeah, there's still some great games out there. You just got to find them. Uh, yeah. So anybody wants to wants to play me in, with Fortnite team up duos or whatever, uh, let me. Yeah, hit me up. Oh, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll winning unlimited. In. Winning unlimited says hello everyone. What's up, uh, good buddy? Um, then, uh, let's see, Austin wants to stop the count. That's it. That's what we have so far. We're good. Um, Ooh, we're caught up again. You can vote for the teams on, uh, our, our, it's posted on, on our Twitter account. Uh, it's uh, at LGB radio. I do believe it's pinned currently. So, uh, go ahead and vote for that. Uh, like I said, it ends tomorrow. Don't know what time. So just go ahead and vote now if you're listening. Yep. Um, and, uh, vote, uh, team price and, and official beers of episode 279. Team Potter. Jeff. Jeff, what are you drinking? Well, sir, as I told you before the show, I have not taken a drink of my beer of the episode, which typically when we get to this point, I'm at least halfway through it. Uh, not tonight, though. So I decided to pull out my be. Yeah, I decided to pull out my <laughs> Bourbon County, oh, nice. which I bought uh from Goose Island. Uh this was mentioned a lot in last week's show. Where'd you buy it? Uh Schnooks out here in South County. So like eleven bucks. Eleven bucks or so? Uh, he was like ten ninety eight or yeah. something. So yes, eleven dollars. <laughs> yeah, I I'm trying to remember exactly what it was, but yes, eleven dollars. Um, yeah. So I and I I uh, I picked up another one. Uh, I had three of the regulars and two variants. Um, and I got an, I was at Schnucks the other day and I saw it for eleven dollars, which is a couple bucks cheaper. And I got it on Black Friday. And I was like, yeah, I'll get one more. So I got like four regulars for yeah which... i only have the one because i i'm afraid that i won't be able to taste it still i'm still having some issues with taste um and a lot of issues with smell i still can't smell most things after having covid but i decided it'll be fun why not kurt let's see if i can taste this huh <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's hope all right right now live on the air right okay live cheers. on the air for that cheers that's, ding that's the look ding right. yep ding. somebody wants to see how dark this beer is ding the opposite of mine Oh, he's he's chugging it down. What do you got? Anything? Oh, I can taste it. Can you? Does it taste like it's supposed to? <laughs> yes, it does. It tastes right. very, very strong and very good. Good. Mm. Awesome. I am happy for you. Now you can go to Schnooks and get a couple oh. more. They still have some. I was going to say, I know what I'm doing tomorrow when the Schnooks opens. <laughs> um, oh, this makes me so happy. Well, you know, uh, Bourbon County uh, is a pretty powerful uh, stout there. It's a lot of ABV, so maybe it just powers through the uh, the COVID restrictions you, your body has. <laughs> right. <laughs> Nicholas Lamming what says, you? Uh, I was gonna say, no, Nicholas Lamming in the uh, YouTube chat says, uh, what's up, guys? Jeff, love the blues Santa hat. Uh, so. Yeah, thank you. As I said, I, I don't think you can find it anywhere nowadays. I uh, <laughs> nanny nanny I found, this in my, I found yeah, haha. Uh -huh. I found this in my mom's basement on Thanksgiving, and I'm like, oh yes, that's where you're broadcasting from, right? Your mom. <laughs> yeah, we, well, remember, yeah, my mom's basement. Of remember course. the show, the show we did after uh, uh, Jamie Rivers uh, yelled at us for <laughs> keyboard warriors out of our mom's basement. <laughs> keyboard warriors. Keyboard warriors. 
Um, so uh, yeah, we we called the show uh, <laughs> broadcasting from my mom's live my mom's, from basement. mom's basement, live from my mom's basement, right? <laughs> yep, exactly. Yeah. Yep, that's where we were coming from. Uh, <laughs> by the way, Facebook, we have a comment. Which again, remember, folks, we are dual streaming on Facebook as well. Our friend Guy Bensing of the uh, the Hawaii Hi. Blues Fan Report. He says, "Hey guys, how are you doing? Can't stay long, but wanted to say hi." Uh, hey, guy, good to see you, and hope you're uh, having a good holiday season. Why, why can't you stay long, guy? Hang out for a while. Hey, come on, come on, guy. Come on, guy. I'm not What's your guy. Up, I'm not your buddy, guy. <laughs> oh, I bet you he gets it all the time. I'm not your buddy, guy. I'm not your guy. I'm sure it's not annoying to him at all. <laughs> I'm not. sure it's just as annoying to him as, uh, hey, Jeff, are you pondering what I'm pondering? Is uh, to me. Yeah, but you know what? You, you. I mean, you did. You had. What site was it that you ponder this? You had a thing. Ponder uh, this. Wasn't that let's go blues.com? Was it? No, I it was a, no, no it somebody else before LGB. It was uh you wrote for someone as ponder this, right? Bluesnet? No. No, what was it? What did what what did Dale Downer have? Do you remember him? Oh Jesus, I don't know. I, I this sounds Do sounds you familiar. bleed blue? Do you bleed blue.com? That's what it was. Yes. Yes. And way back in the day. Golly. And uh Bluesnet was uh Chris Pinkert. Yes, and I actually yeah, I think I moved that over to his site too before he yeah. officially joined the Blues. Yeah, I uh I I had a conversation with him uh back when we both had sites uh competing in a way, I guess. Let's go blues.com and uh Bluesnet. Yeah. If you so, want to call it that. I guess. I mean, it was you know, we both yeah, had good dude. both had forums. Yeah. No. Great guy. On the on the Blues media team, uh very good dude. Yeah, he had to shut Bluesnet down when he joined the Blues. So. Mm-hmm. Um my beer of tonight, of the evening, of the show, is uh, the O'Fallon Nati Pretzel Fest beer. Uh, pretzel beer, which I I enjoy good pretzel beer. You know, um, uh, Budweiser Shock Top uh, did the uh, they did it. They had a pretzel beer. I don't know, had to have been like three or four years ago at least. Uh, loved it. I I mean, there's. Uh, there's a there's a couple of ABB products that you know that I'll say I liked a lot, and that was one of them. They're sh- they had a couple of shot that did a chocolate wheat shock top that I loved, and they had a a pretzel shock top that I liked a lot. And uh, this I don't think I had either of those. Oh, those they were they were good, and I that like two years they had them, and that was it. Um, but yeah, this is the Naughty Pretzel Fest beer from O'Fallon Brewery in O'Fallon, Missouri. So it's quite good. I like that's it. That's one. That's it. one that I. That's one that I tried this past week, and I still could not taste it. So, uh, well, it it is I, not the ABV is not like yours, and it's the exact opposite. It's a pale, yep, uh, ale, not pale ale, but there's it's some ale. pale. There's there's some ale I can still taste. I can taste. Uh, well, I got citywide here. I can taste this. Um, but uh, <laughs> you're, kind of, uh, you're pulling up beers left and right. Well, double fisting, yeah, double fisting. I grabbed this. I grabbed this, I grabbed this to drink before. Before the show, so that way it's like, well, I'll go ahead and start drinking, but I don't want to drink my Bourbon County yet. I want to take my first taste on air. All right, so it's good. But, it's it's best to go citywide and then Bourbon County as supposed to the other way around, because that would make citywide I, taste like ass. That's actually a good point. This isn't going to taste good when I go back to it. Well, I mean, it will halfway through, but your first four or five drinks are not going to taste very good. Like, yeah, agree. <laughs> I'll just mix it in the Bourbon County. Uh, you can follow us on the Untapped app if you would like to know what we're drinking. Uh, my handle is at CPrice12, Jeff's is at jponder 94 and Bill's is at Billy Blue Note 33 And again, Bill is on assignment. 
Um, today in Blues History, Curtis of the at STL Blues History Twitter account. December 9th, 2020 is today's date. So we're looking at December 9th, 2018. Uh, David Perron is a healthy scratch, and his replacement, Jordan Cairo, scores his first initial goal. After the Blues get their asses kicked 61 against uh, Vancouver, Vladimir Tarasenko apologizes to the fans. That I remember that game uh, where Cairo got his first goal, and the Blues had a poor performance, losing 6-1. Uh, and then Tarasenko's apologizing to the fans on air, uh, being interviewed after the game. Um, so, th- and this was December 9th. So this was about a month before the epic turnaround happened or started to happen. Um, this is 2018. Yes. So yes, January 2019 was when it happened. January 1st, they won the cup in 2019. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. No, you're right. You're right. June 2019. I'm dumb. I'm so, dumb. <laughs> so this was like this was just. I've had too much bourbon county. Yeah, 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 yeah two, two sips. <laughs> yep. Uh, uh, but no, I actually don't remember that. I remember Kim, Clem Costin last year scoring uh, his first goal, and the Blues got killed that game too. Yeah. So it kind of wow. overshadowed it. That, that first half of that season was just awful, awful. Yeah. You talk about tail yeah. two seasons. Jeez, I mean. Well, it was the same thing the season before, just reversed. It's true. Number number one in the NHL, and then they just bottomed out. And we talked about. I mean, I I, I like to look back on that that whole thing because uh, at the time when the Blues uh, in the two seasons, the season before the Cup season, uh, when they you said like you said they when they started off like uh, fantastic uh, record wise, but we talked about on the show about how the goaltending was not very good, but they were scoring a lot of goals. And how Allen needed to be better because they couldn't keep up this pace offensively. And the offense did tail off and the goaltending did not improve. And then they sucked. So, you know, a, a good offense can cover up for uh, a poor defense or, or poor goaltending. But uh, if you have both, then uh, if you have if you have poor offense and, and poor goaltending, I mean, obviously it's a bad combination. So, and we had that. <laughs> it's the second half of that season. Yes, we did. <sighs> Uh, Austin Lynch says, Kurt, I'm not going to lie. When I saw how light your beer looked, I thought you were going back to Bud Light Orange. Um, I don't, I don't think that's available in the stores right now. It's a, it's a wintry. I it mean, is. I, I saw it yesterday. Is it? Okay. I would, yeah. oh, I was going to say compared to my beer, I'm sure it looks very, very light. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Bourbon County's pretty dark. Mine's lager looking and yours is, uh, yours looks like motor oil. <laughs> it just does. <laughs> Which I love. I love Bourbon County. I've got. Like I said, a bunch I of you say I love motor oil. I never had it. I, I'm not gonna say <laughs> I've not had it. I mean, I'm guessing no. I'll say if you'd like to try motor oil and, let, and get back to us, <laughs> let us know. If motor oil likes a sponsor, let's go Blues Radio. <laughs> um, <laughs> any of them, really? Uh, Glenn Hall, uh, December 9th, 1967. Glenn Hall made 30 saves and recorded the first shutout in St. Louis Blues history in a one to nothing win versus the. I'm gonna ask the YouTube uh, audience real quick here. Uh, who did the St. Louis Blues record their first shutout against? That's a good it, question. It was and December we, 9th, we, ni- 1967. 1967. Yep. So this was uh, two months into the season. Three. Did they start in September back then? No, I don't think I so. I want to say these. Did no, they? maybe I'm I, wrong. Anyway, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I could I'm be assuming. wrong. I'm assuming. Anyway, so I'll add that uh, the one, the lone goal score was uh, Terry Crisp. So yep. good job, Mr. Crisp. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, go ahead and uh, future, get your answers in. Future Calgary oh. Calgary coach. Terry yes, Calgary indeed. 
Uh, but uh, yeah, Glenn Hall, a member of Team Ponder yes. on the all-time right. team. So remember Mr. that when you're making your votes, folks. <laughs> Mr. Goalie. Mr. Goalie. Um, whose uh, best years were in Chicago. So remember that as well. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but still good in St. Louis. He did. And he won uh, playoff MVP for a losing team, which uh, has only happened a couple times in history of the NHL. A few, to- few times, I guess. J.S. Shiger. Uh, uh, Jesse Hill guesses Pittsburgh. That is incorrect. Uh, uh. AC Generator says Oakland Seals. Kurt, tell him what he's won. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but that is correct. That is correct. <laughs> Oakland Seals. Uh, I'm not sure if that was a Google find or if that was a, 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 a something you knew. If either way, congratulations because uh, you are first to the <laughs> first to the draw with that. Jesse Hill says, "Go Team Ponder." You know, Jesse Hill, you uh, you just earned yourself a free season ticket package for Team Ponder. <laughs> Congratulations! Uh, you know what? There's your comment of the show right there, Jesse I, Hill. Go I, Team Ponder. I, I, I thought you were going to say a free season <laughs> ticket package to the upcoming season, where they're not selling season tickets. So, oh, that would have been way funnier. Eh, I, I mean, wish I wish I had a sense of humor. I mean, uh, well, if you were taking notes. I mean, from our conversations we've had, um, you should do it. Take notes. I, I don't see you taking notes. Pen and paper. Record it. Record the show. Listen to past episodes. You, <laughs> you could do that. That's true. I, you could. Uh, December 9th, 1982, the year the Cardinals won the World Series, uh, Mike Liute became the first St. Louis Blues goalie to record 100 wins in the Blues' 7-2 win versus the Calgary Flames. Uh, Lee was the third fastest goalie to record 100 NHL wins. Mike Liut, member of Team Day. The first goalie taken in the Let's Go Blues yes. Radio Fantasy yeah. Draft. And uh, rightfully so. I don't think Liut gets enough credit. Uh, and I'm glad that Bill uh, constantly, uh, uh, I don't know if he pushes that, but he, he he's a big Liut fan. Um, and I yeah. think that uh, Liut, I mean, he played a long time ago. Um Generally speaking, and he uh, I, fans don't. Yeah, I, I don't. He doesn't get mentioned as you know one of the greatest goalies in Blues history. You know, you talk, people talk about Fuhrer and Joseph and uh, Bennington now because he won a cup. But I mean, Liut. I mean, he's all-time wins leader. I mean, he's 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 up there. So well, let's face it. That's a time in Blues history, and I think that even players on the team would tell you that's a forgettable time yeah. for many blues fans, the talks of them relocating God. and then, um, you, you know, and then, and then them, and them having the, the, the cheapest owner after that in the history of the world, uh, except for maybe uh, Charlie Fletcher for the Oakland seals. He was pretty bad too, but Bruce Affleck, Bruce Affleck um, called him a carpet bagger, carpet bagger. Indeed. Uh, but no, it's uh, it's a forgettable time for St. Louis, and let's Her- not Her- forget either that Mike Leut was traded. Was yeah. yeah, 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 Harry Hernandez. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, Mike Leut was uh, was traded, uh, and it, for Greg Millen, by the way, friend of the show, friend Greg show. Millen, friend of the show, um, friend of the show. Uh, well, should we say honorable draftee now for the the players that we've drafted every time we mention them? <laughs> we uh, uh, he wasn't drafted though. Honorable no, I'm drafting? saying for Liut, though. Oh, Liut. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say Greg Millen's my broadcaster. There you go. So he okay. was drafted. So you would, we, and somebody mentioned that we could have done broadcasters. That'd be kind of cool. 
Um, I mean, the draft was long enough. It was almost three hours long. It was three hours long. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, hell, we could have done broadcasters would have been cool. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, analysts would have been cool. Uh, uh, ringside people would have been cool. <laughs> Equipment managers. Organists. Let's do the whole organization. Best fans? Best the fans. City, the team's ever had? Yeah. I want I want the shaken fat guy. What was his name? Remember him? Oh yeah, from like the late nineties. I, I have no like, get on screen. And... I yeah, he was. I, is he is he still alive? I hope so. <laughs> I hope. If he, he was, is, uh, he was nineties. That was uh, that was when was that? That was that was two thousands. That was late nineties, at least late nineties, early two thousands. Oh least. yeah, yeah. It was before they sucked, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sucked. Yeah. For sure. Uh, rapid fire tidbits from around the NHL. Okay. Overall team values were released by Forbes, which I thought was uh, something we could mention. Uh, the Blues are the 18th ranked team in terms of uh, value, worth an estimated 510 million. Which, if anyone is 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 uh, uh, followed the the Forbes uh, professional team evaluations that they do every year for every sport, uh, the Blues were the Blues were they never fared well on this list. I mean, I don't know if you've ever followed this, Jeff. But uh, they were always in the bottom right. fourth. They were, you know, four or five. They weren't in the bottom. They weren't in the, the last, but they were they were close, in the bottom five or six, you know. Um, but now they're near the middle, 18th uh, in the league. So that's – they're in the middle section. So that's uh, – I mean, obviously, a lot of that stems from winning the cup and and uh, and uh, whatnot. But that's uh, – that's it's good to see that the that the ownership is, uh, is hopefully – uh, reaping the benefits of of the team's play and and whatnot, so the Rangers are valued at the uh, as number one. One, and I wouldn't have guessed that. I would have guessed Toronto, but the Rangers are valued at one point six five billion dollars, which is nuts to me. Uh, the Maple Leafs, which I spelled wrong in here, is uh, well, they're just behind the Rangers at one point five billion, and Arizona is dead last at two hundred eighty five million. Uh, all that I'll add about this, because I'm mean, obviously we're talking big numbers here, and you know during a pandemic uh, with a lot of people out of work, nobody really wants to talk about how much these teams are making. So I'll just add, uh, you know, looking at the numbers, the Blues uh, they were apparently a minus four percent in value uh, last year, and uh, a fourteen percent annualized change. If that means anything to anybody, except uh, maybe Adam Gold, I know he understands this very well. Uh, revenue, uh, they're at 129 million from last year. Operating income, they're down 8.2 million from the year before. So, um, it's just again, like Kurt mentioned, they win the cup, they were making good money, and they're still making money in 2020, just not as much because you know, prices change, players' values change, the way you're paying out contracts changes year to year. It's going to fluctuate a little bit, especially with a, a mid market team like the Blues. And and coronavirus has, has had uh, the teams have taken a hit uh, across the board. Of so, course, yeah. Um, so and that's uh, that's and that kind of is a nice little segue into the return to play. With uh, there was so the NHL is returning to play. Um, don't look now, folks. But uh, the NHL is going to start in mid January, uh, planning to start January thirteenth, which uh, is very close. It's like a month away. So I mean, it it, it doesn't seem like it's that close. I mean, it, it seems. Like it's farther away. I don't know why that is. It doesn't seem like it's only like four weeks away. Oh I'm man, sorry. it's next year. It's oh, see you next year. You're that you're that guy. <laughs> yeah. See you next year. It's December twenty sixth. 
no, it's it's uh, it, it definitely does feel it feels quick. The turnaround, like when I remember when when uh, just a couple weeks ago when when the talk was still January first, and it was there's no way you've got to get guys back. You got to uh, from from out of the country. They've got to self quarantine before they can show. I mean, you're talking some of these guys. You know, if you're wanting to have training camps in in the, let's say mid December, December fifteenth. These guys got to come back right now, like literally tomorrow, if you want this to happen. So I, it was pretty obvious that wasn't going to happen. Kirk called it on this show. Um, and then, uh, and I know others have too, but uh, yeah. So when they moved it back to January 13th, I still, I mean, and they yeah. seem pretty dead set on this yeah. and we'll, we'll get to it, but it still just feels like really <laughs> like you still got to get guys back in town. You got to quarantine before they get into the skating and yeah, test. It just, it's yeah. I mean, it just seems like, well, and, and, but again, they made the bubble in Edmonton and Toronto. They made those go off without a hitch. So really there's no reason for us to, to doubt that they can get it done. It just, it just feels a little soon. The the there were financial roadblocks and hangups uh, over the past couple weeks that were uh, discussed, but they've been resolved. Um, so, and everybody thought that oh, I think people were assuming okay, well we will have a season, um, or they're they're saying they're going to, and all of a sudden, boom, these issues pop up, and and the sports media was like, uh, this is a big deal, and so we're thinking, oh my gosh, are they gonna so. Not only with all the the the, I mean, we they had issues with uh, with being apart as far as like uh, uh, disagreements as far as money goes. So and they want to start on January first. I'm like, there is no way they they're not they don't even, they're yeah. still they're disagreeing on stuff here right now. But the so the reason why there was a disagreement uh, for those of you who may not know, the NHL stands to lose more money than they were expecting to lose uh, due to the uh, current wave of the pandemic. So in, in the playoffs last season. The initial owners felt that this season would eventually see substantial fans in the stands over the course of a full season at some point. So they thought, they thought the season would start off, maybe no fans, and then they would allow some fans in. And by the end of the season, they could have quite a few. Um, but that's not likely going to be the case now. So most, most of the season, no fans. Um, made by playoffs are talking, you could have some fans in the stands. Uh, but so owners felt that they would lose less money if they didn't play the season at all. Uh, they said then if they were to play with no fans in the stands for like 60 games. So if the NHL wanted to, the NHL went to the players and they wanted to rework their agreement. They made in July to return to play before last before the playoffs last season. So the owners wanted the players to put more money in escrow to help offset the losses. The league was going to incur. That's, more money than what was agreed upon back in July when they reached an agreement that called for players to lose 20% of their paychecks uh, to escrow in 2020-21. So with another 10% off deferred, but Bettman indicated that the two recent proposals that were uh, tabled on behalf of the owners calling for increased deferral and escrow payments were made in an effort to keep everything in balance during a tough year, which that may sound like... Uh, Complicated to a lot of people, but essentially the, the NHL works with escrow as far as the players' salaries are concerned. So escrow works like this. Uh, the NHL and the players split. I'm going to try and simplify it as best I can. The NHL and the players, they split league reven revenue 50-50. Okay? And revenue is estimated before the season starts to help determine what the salary cap is going to be. 
So the players put a certain percentage of their paychecks into escrow or holding until the end of the season when they evaluate the revenue earnings of the NHL earned over the course of the season. If the revenues, if the actual revenues fall short of what they expected them to be, then the players' salaries that were put in escrow are used to help make up the difference uh, in the revenue. So this is why players like Jonathan Taze have been vocally unhappy about not getting paid what they're agreed to in their contract because they're the money they've in escrow, they're not getting all of it back. So um, when you see a player's es- salary is typically, I was going to, I was going to add escrow is typically a term you only hear in labor discussions in the NHL. So, you know, halfway through this last deal, you know, maybe over the summer you'd hear something about, Oh, escrow, it was this amount. And this, it's not a term we typically hear a lot, but right now, especially this is why something like escrow was built into contracts because the owners know they're not going to make nearly as much money this year. So, you know, they're covering their tracks. You know, I know you can sit here and call them greedy if you want, but they're smart business owners. They, they know if we make our players pay more in escrow, we will, that will recoup our losses. And that is a big thing with business is when you know, you're going to have losses, have a way to pay that, get that money back. And that's what they're doing to, to cover their own asses. And, you can't, I mean, as much as you want to get pissed and say, what the hell, you guys agreed to this in J- in July, it makes sense. I mean, you want to cover your assets as much as possible, and that's exactly what the owners are doing with, with escrow. It also gives the, the players uh, an incentive to sell the game uh, and to, to create more fan interest and to, which generates more revenue. So, from an owner's perspective, I mean, yes, they're on the ice, they're performing, they're trying to win games, but you know, community service and, and uh, community engagement, uh, you know, just 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 being a, a, a likable guy on the ice or uh, in front of cameras or whatever, you know, selling the game, social media, social media, exactly. So, I mean, that, that's, and that's all part of it. I mean, that, that can bring in a few extra bucks. So, I mean, and that's more, and I mean, them by them doing that, that could be a little more money that, you know, as, as league as a whole, I mean, one player is not gonna make a big difference, uh, but the league as a whole, if everyone, all the players are doing it, then that's going to make a difference um, as far as what they'll get back uh, in terms of uh, their, uh, what they put in escrow. But Darren Dreger said that the sources say there will be no more discussions on proposed financial changes to the uh, MOU. I'm not sure what that is. Outlining the terms of the Memor- memorandum, memorandum of understanding. That's what it was. I yeah. I didn't uh, put that together. I've got that below. Um, didn't put two and two together. Um. So sun, uh, Sunday, the NHLPA proposed more deferred money, but didn't include an increased uh, in escrow percentage at any point. But the focus is now is on a mid-January start to the season. So both sides confirmed the financial terms from the. Um, memorandum of understanding signed in June as a part of the CBA extension will stand as is due to the fact neither site could come to an agreement on changing the terms of the previously signed return to play agreement. So the owners wanted the players, but more uh, escrow and more money deferred, whatever uh, players said, no, you know, they couldn't agree. So they're just both agreeing to just keep things the way they were, which I guess is in the player's best interest right now. Yeah, that's, I mean, I think that's the best. And honestly, even with owners, I think it's there. I mean, obviously they're, they're trying to get more, but in their best interest, the players didn't shoot back and say, 
well, if you're going to mess with our escrow, we want this, this, and this. I mean, there wasn't any of that. So really, at the end of the day, I think it's best for both sides that they came to this conclusion that it's just better to just move forward, stand as is, pay the players what 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 they're going to get, pay the same amount in escrow for the players, and it's all going to stay the same. And And focus on getting the game back out to the fans who are dying for hockey right now. And I want to add real quick, kind of, just into the discussion of what we're talking about. Jesse Hill kind of called me out in the chat. Uh, they don't need much of a training camp because I made a, a comment about um, getting training camp started. Uh, I disagree. Talk to I... our friends in San Jose. Right. Talk to our friends in LA. Talk to our friends in Detroit. It's been 10 um, months. They had, This has been the longest off season in, I mean, I'm going to guess the last 50 years. I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm guessing maybe back to World War II time. Um but uh, yeah, it's this is a very very long off season for those teams, and they want to get back on the ice. Their coaches are clamoring uh, to get their players back and to get them skating. So it is important to teams like that to get going, and even the teams honestly that fell out in uh, in the the prelim round, whatever that was called, the playing round. Uh, you know, they haven't played since early August. You know, so it's and not it's, many games uh, either. Just, I mean. Yeah, four games, three games yeah. for some of them. Yeah, that's not. Nice. Um, so yeah, it's it's just you know, and you know, you got a very minimal training camp up there as well. So it's just these these trust me, the the players are ready to go. You know, if they were to just say no training camp, they could make it work. But the coaches, the the management, they want to know what kind of shape they're in in training camp. It helps them decide what holes are going to be filled if they need to fill any holes. Um, it's it's much it's very necessary to the NHL process to have a training camp, and Jesse knows that. It's just uh, he's he's just making a good comment about many of the teams in the NHL not really truly needing a full uh, training camp. But again, big news here: January thirteenth is the start date. It's been agreed by both sides. That is the officially when they're trying to get started. Might still be pushed back, in my opinion, a little bit. But um, good to see that the NHL is trying to get everything going again. Uh, by mid-January. So they've uh, a 56-game schedule is what they're uh, looking at right now. Um, and all of this and all of this that we're going to talk about from here on out is um, pretty solid from what we're from what we're understanding or being told. So um, I mean, some of these things can be tweaked, but uh, but this is generally what you should expect to see. So a 56-game schedule. Um, which is a shortened season so they can get back on track the following season. Uh, try to anyway. Uh, roster sizes uh, likely to increase a little bit uh, to allow for um, folks that may come down with COVID or whatnot or and so they can uh, have a, a larger roster to pull from. Um, um, real quick, are we are we going to discuss that any further? Um, I didn't see it in the outline. I don't Go know ahead. if you want to stop and discuss. Go ahead. Yeah. So real quick with the, the expanded roster. So that's the question too. What's the AHL and the ECHL? What are they going to do? Um, they already, a lot of those teams are pretty much breaking even every year and if not losing a ton of money. So it makes really no sense for the minor leagues to come back at all. Uh, I think we'll see them all just take a season off. So if that happens, you know, you don't want, the Blues, let's say, um, oh, hell, give me somebody, uh, Mitch Ranke. Let's say the Blues carry their normal 23, 22-man roster, and 
Oh, we got an injury. Call up Mitch Ranke. Oh, by the way, he hasn't played since March of 2020. Right. You know, y- you can't have that because then you got to worry about making sure he's in shape, getting him in skating condition for a couple games or before he's allowed to join the rink and, and get in the games. You know, plus you have to worry about quarantine if he hasn't been with the team. Um, it's it, it would be a mess. There's no way it would work. So the talks now is do you have a taxi squad, kind of like a a practice squad in the NFL if if you follow football? Do you just have this this group of players that are always going to be traveling with the blues? They're gonna be, you know, well, maybe they're stationed in St. Louis, but they're practicing every day. They're extras. You've got two goalies, you've got six defensemen, 12 forwards, basically an AHL team constantly ready to go if you need to call up a player. And it's an interesting concept because the NHL has not worked like this, at least in my lifetime. I don't know about before that, but you know, what, what do you do in this situation? I think that's the only solution you have to have your practice squads or taxi squads, whatever you want to call them, because you can't just say, well, this guy hasn't played since March, but let's throw him into a game in three days. That That's not going to happen. Um, it's expected that players will be allowed to opt out um, should they decide they don't want to play in the uh, in the in this situation amongst the uh, pandemic. Uh, it's thought that uh, they'll have a uh, they'll have a break at some point in the season or uh, have dates where they can uh, play makeup games due to possible outbreaks. We'll have to cancel games. Uh, I think, I think we might have been spoiled last uh, last go around with the uh, return to play, where uh, there were no missed games and not a single positive case after the uh, the playoffs started. Uh, I, I I can't imagine that will be the same case this time around because there is travel. Um, there'll be a substantially more travel than before. So um, there's bound something's bound to someone's bound to catch something, uh, but we'll see. And Yeah. And I'll add that too. Um, I think that's where the MLB faulted this year. They were so dead set and getting their, uh, getting their games in, you know, every team playing so many games uh, and we're going to have playoffs on this date. I think that's where they faulted. I think they should have had a mid season break. I think that the NHL is right for doing that. At least a two to three week span where there's an entire break in the NHL and you just hope Hope you don't have to have play any games in that time, but if you do, you can. You've got the time there allotted for that. So I think that's a, a very smart move by the NHL. And I think it would be smart too. I know they usually take about five days between the regular season and playoffs. Take a full week, take a week and a half. Uh that way if you add out more games on at the end of the season, you can do that too. The target date for playoff teams to report to training camp is January third with the uh, non-playoff teams coming in a few days earlier. Um, they were also talking about having uh, uh, the uh, the seven teams that didn't make it in the playoffs last season uh, doing some kind of a, you know, practice games or tournament or something to, uh, but, and that was supposed to last like a week, 10 days. And uh, they're, they're thinking that might not, happen now or at least not in the to the extent that it was going to they'll probably do something but it won't be as what it was just because of the timeline uh, they're trying to hit um i i think too that that's just a um 
it's a weird thing because I, I I don't know if this was discussed in this return to play scenario, but I know before they said we'll have those seven teams come back before everyone else, but the other teams are allowed to have optional skates during that time. Well, what what are those teams gonna do? Hey guys, it's optional, but uh, we really encourage you to come back now. So it's really not a fair scenario, I think, for those seven teams. But I haven't seen that with this scenario, so hopefully they they got rid of that plan. Uh, speculation is top four in each division will make the playoffs. Um, and early to mid-June is when teams would need to cross the board. This is interesting. So right now, division travel is, uh, travel, travel across the board from Canada U.S. is not happening. So, um, which is why, and we're going to talk here in a second about the realignment in Canada getting their own division. Um, but early to mid-June is when teams would need to cross the border due to playoff matchups happening. So, And they're hopeful that the uh, U.S.-Canada border issues will be resolved by then. If they're not resolved by then, which you'd like, you'd like to think they would be because the vaccine will be rolling out, you know, April, June, and, and substantially. Uh, so that should help that situation, you would think. But uh, if it's not... What do you do? If if teams can't, I mean, if can't, if Canadian teams can't play American teams, they can't cross the border. What do you do? How do you do that? How do you how do you work that out? Uh, NHL twenty one tournament. It's pretty obvious. <laughs> I mean, why not? <laughs> sure. No, that that would be very intriguing, and I I I think at this point, it's the NHL is literally just saying, okay, hopefully. This isn't going to be a problem in June because we really don't have another plan. <laughs> um, the uh, whoops, I lost my place on my notes here. Um, the uh, divisional realignment, which has been talked about at length now, uh, I mean, today and I, I came out what today, yesterday. Um, so today. yeah, today the this is this was. Okay, Blues fans are pissed. A lot of fa- a lot of fans in the NHL are probably fine with all of it, but Blues fans are are may, might be the only team fans that are upset, like legit upset. Um, so Pierre LeBron announced today, uh, not finalized yet and still subject to change, but the 2020-21 uh, four division realignment currently looks like this according to sources. So there's an all Canadian division, so all Canadian teams will be in one division. And then uh, there's uh, uh, San Jose, Vegas, LA, Anaheim, Arizona, Colorado, Dallas, and St. Louis, all in the same division, (sighs) which puts St. Louis essentially in the West. (laughs) And Um, and so real quick to to recap, you listed the Canadian division, but the, the other division that would have Western Conference teams in it, would be uh, Minnesota, Chicago, Detroit, Columbus, Nashville, Carolina, and then the Florida teams, Tampa Bay and Florida, which originally we saw a alignment proposal come out. I think that was just like two or three days ago that had St. Louis with yes that division. It should be. And that, that was exciting because it yes. was, oh, man, we're getting the, the Red Wings back. We're getting a good Blue Jackets team, Blues and Lightning. Mm-hmm. common happening throughout the season. That sounds awesome. You yep. still get the predators, you get the wild, but then obviously things changed. Right. Uh, things changed because uh, apparently the uh, blues preferred 
to be in the West, along with uh, Fox Sports Midwest. And that's according to Greg Wyshynski, uh, who said that uh, he heard that he said the Wild, the Minnesota Wild, didn't want to travel and play out West, obviously, um, versus remaining in the Central. And the Blues and broadcast partners actually preferred that travel into the West and those start times. So that's why the Blues are in the West and Minnesota is in the Central, I guess if you're going to name divisions, um, which I I don't get it. I mean, okay, so this, this so the Blues preferred this. They preferred later start times. They preferred not to be in a division with their, their two biggest rivals, right, Chicago and Nashville, right? Um, so they're gone. Not going to play them at all. And, I mean, granted, Colorado is going to be a great matchup this season. Fantastic games. Dallas should be great. Let, um, Vegas should be fantastic. I want to interject for just one second, and then then please continue your point. You keep saying the Blues preferred, and let's just put it like this. Without fans in the stands, the Blues revenue is coming directly from Fox Sports Midwest. So they are going to say or do whatever Fox Sports Midwest says is best. Sure. So let's put it like this. For whatever reason, this is what Fox Sports Midwest prefers, and the Blues are just going to go along with it. Right. Well, and that, and that's Continue. what Wyshynski said. Wyshynski said the the Blues and the broadcast partner. So that's why I was that's why I was coming from. But mm-hmm. so here's the deal with that: is that you know the Blues are the the Blues typically draw very good TV ratings. If when compared to other teams in the NHL, they're always on national broadcast. They're always like you know, top three, four cities watching games, five cities watching games. Um, so to be in the West, they're going to, they're going to have these late start times. Um, people aren't going to be watching as much. I, I mean, because obviously it's later for St. Louis. You're going to have a lot of 930 and 830 starts and nine o'clock starts. Um, and you're losing games against Chicago and Nashville. And I mean, D- Detroit sucks, but I mean, you could have had the games against Detroit too. Uh, so I, it, it, I, I don't, I don't, I, I'm not, I'm not fully understanding. I, I think somebody brought up uh, the argument that uh, you get more prime time viewing by starting by playing games on the West Coast. I don't, I don't believe that. Uh, yeah, well, is that true? It, it's it's because it's it's opposed to. Playing on the East Coast, okay, and Where getting six your o'clock six start o'clock time. starts, six or six thirty, okay. But but my my argument, and it seems like you're heading in the same direction, is yeah, maybe you get your seven o'clock St. Louis and Dallas, and then your eight o'clock starts against Colorado, and then uh, I think Arizona. They're only one one hour when it's um, off daylight savings time. However, that works because uh, they're the only state that doesn't participate in that. Um, but I get that to a certain extent because you're saying, okay, the blues game is starting at nine 30. So everyone's home. that's going to watch the game for the most part, obviously you got a small faction of the country. That's not going to be home. So you're going to get your, your six o'clock East coast game. People are going to tune in for the nine 30, the 10 30 on the East coast and watch the blues play in whatever arena in, in California or Vegas or whatever. But my issue with, with, with that, line of thinking is who's going to stay up, especially let's say you're a blues coat or you're a blues fan living in New York city. Are you going to stay up to one o'clock three nights a week to yeah. watch your team play? 
That's constantly funny. like when it's when it's once a week for like you know a month and then maybe it happens again okay but when it's gonna be like the entire schedule you're gonna have 9 30 10 30 starts that is insane to me no but no fan even the the ones in in uh in the central uh kurt and i have talked about it and bill agrees we'll stay up for the 9 30 games we're, we're crazy blues fans we'll watch you know we want to talk about it on the show so we will watch the games i'm i'm up at that time anyway i'm a night owl Kurt's the same way because we're always messaging each other at midnight. <laughs> um, but so we're going to be up, but it's the casual fan yeah. that I am concerned about. The casual fan would probably prefer, okay, uh, I can't start watching the Blues game until the second period if they start at six. So I'm just going to watch second and third period. Okay. But if the game starts at 930, the casual fan's going to say, I'll watch the first 10 minutes and then go to bed. I mean, you're not gonna get the 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 large and and now St. Louis to me is a hockey town. You're going to get crazy fans like Kurt and I and like the people listening to the show to watch those late games. They may not like it, but they're gonna watch it. But your casual fan, like for example, uh, real quick, I was talking to my father-in-law about this, and he's a pretty big Blues fan. I he hadn't seen this yet. I talked to him tonight, and he goes, first thing he says. Does that mean a lot of 930 starts? And I said, <laughs> probably. And he said, I might just skip this season then. I don't want to miss that many games. And I'm just like, I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of people who feel that way. And that sucks. That is not what wouldn't, you want for your fan base. Wouldn't it make sense since fans aren't going to be in attendance? So f- take fans in attendance out of the equation. Wouldn't it make sense to start the games at least a half an hour earlier on the West Coast? As yeah, opposed, I said this on Twitter, 100%. Yeah, half an hour, an hour earlier. That away, especially especially games against the Blues, uh, who are coming from a, a different, uh, in Dallas, different time zones. So I, I think that's, that's a fair concession. But you know the NHL won't because they fucking didn't do it in the playoffs last season when they had the chance to. No. The, the um, St. Louis was having St. Louis and Dallas were having 830 game starts even two, three, four years ago. I mean the They're games not gonna against, change that. the games against Vancouver that started at nine fucking thirty for no reason. I suppose well they'd have games well uh, a game before the reason's TV. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's TV. I, I okay, which is fine. bullshit. Like again, because you look at it and you say, Okay, yeah, your East Coast audience. They're excited to watch the start of the game, but if your East Coast audience staying up and watching the end of the third period, probably not. Your okay. fans okay. would rather have the games overlap and watch the Blues game on time and watch the whole damn game than so, have to miss it and go to bed. What if? What if the Blues West Coast games? You know they won't. But what if they start at eight thirty? Then how would you feel about this divisional alignment? I'm fine with it, 100. percent okay. I and and that's exactly my point too. And and again, you just said it too. But it's just they need to mandate California and Vegas and say, listen, 75. percent I'm just pulling a number out of my ass here. 75 percent of your audience is working from home or unemployed right now. Um, they're not going to the arenas. We're not having fans in stands, especially in California. If you know what's going on in California right now, that's that's just not going to happen this season. So. Why not just say you can't start games at 7.30? You have to start up at 6.30 or 7. Even a 9 o'clock start, I think, is a huge improvement over 9.30. But 
I yeah. doubt that happens because the NHL is looking at it as a TV contract and saying, well, we don't want to have games overlap as much as possible. So let's start these games at six on the central time zone and then have another game at eight and have another game at nine 30. Like that's just how they're, they're set in that way. And it, it drives me nuts. Uh, I, I don't, I, I, I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I would love to see the league give the blues earlier start times in on the West coast, but you know, they're not going to, I uh, would even be fine. And, and again, now this is coming from a guy who's working from home. I don't have a, blue collar job, but I wouldn't be fine if they were like, Hey, in St. Louis, when your games are in St. Louis, no fans in the stands, you're going to start at six. Okay. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know what point that would serve, but I'm just saying right. it, it would be fine. It would be fine with a lot of the fan base to start the games earlier. And I feel like the traffic, I and mean, again, I haven't been to California since COVID hit, but I feel like the traffic in California is probably not as bad at this point. So you could probably start your games earlier. That's why they start at 7:30 because the traffic's is it, so bad out there. Isn't it? Isn't it just like? Isn't mostly LA where the traffic is awful? I, I don't know. I'm not. I mean, I, I'm. I'm. I could be completely wrong, but I, the Bay, I, Bay Area is not great either. Okay. Well, okay. Oakland and, and San Francisco are are pretty bad. I've been to San Francisco. Um, I've been to Oakland. Uh, I just I, I don't remember traffic being terrible. It's not L.A. bad, but it's bad. I was like, L.A. It's about as bad as Dallas. Have you been to Dallas? Just like uh, airport stuff, yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, it's bad in Dallas. That's about how bad it is, to my understanding, in the Bay Area. Um, Kurt, we have got a shit ton of comments. Do you want to try and get through some of these? Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. Actually, Uh, hold on, hold on, uh, hold on. Let's do do a a Manscaped uh, ad here, and and then we'll do the comments. Oh, you mean we've got a sponsor on the show? We do, and we should give them some well, love right now. Uh, I so, would love to. A word from our sponsor. I'm telling you, you better be prepared, because when I yank it out, everybody in that audience, with the exception of my wife, is going to be running for the exits. Autumn is in the air, and Manscaped is here to ensure you don't carve your pumpkins while grooming. And by pumpkins, we actually mean your boys downstairs. In fact, Manscaped is on a mission to change the way you approach caring for your balls. And great news, they just released their products in the UK, Canada, and Australia. Get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with promo code LGB. Make your balls a priority this fall. Uh, for those of you who uh, aren't aware, uh, surely you are, that uh, Manscaped is a uh, proud sponsor of this show. Uh, we're happy to have them. Um, fantastic products. Um, and I do believe that if you order, what is it? Today's the ninth? Oh, yeah. If you order like right now, you can get some stuff before Christmas. So manscaped.com, promo code LGB. It still works. Um do it. They they've got um what? Lawnmower 3.0, which is your uh manscaping groomer. And uh they've got what's the what's the other one? The uh the uh the, nose hair the, trimmer. Uh, the, uh, oh my god. <laughs> I'm drawing a blank. I put you on the spot. Um God, what is wrong with me? I just used it today. It's not the head trimmer. I mean, that, look. Look, folks. <laughs> they can see. That, yeah. Look, look at how good that nose hair looks. Very nice. I mean, it's fantastic. It's fantastic. They got they got uh, body wash. They've got 
Um, I, I bought mints. Have you bought the mints? I bought the mints. No, I haven't bought the mints yet. There, I mean, okay, it's a really small container that they give you, but you open it up, there's like 200 mints in there. There's small little mints, but they're they're fantastic. Um, and it's funny because the, uh, the nose hair trimmer, by the way, weed whacker, a weed whacker. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Weed whacker. So they have the lawnmower, which is the blow the waist groomer. And they got the weed whacker, which is the nose hair trimmer, uh, both fantastic. Um, and, and, and by the way, you called the, you called the, and I keep interrupting you and I'm sure you're getting pissed saying, God damn it, Jeff, stop talking. But, uh, you call it the below the waist trimmer. I actually used it a little bit. I get a little bit of hair on my stomach, a little bit of a happy trail down there. And uh, I used it on that. And it works just as well as it does <laughs> below the waist. So it's it's an all-body trimmer, and it's it's fantastic. No, no it really it. is. It really is. Um, and Jesse Hill said in the YouTube chat, that clip kills me every time. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, uh, thank you. Uh, it's, it's meant to get a laugh, and I'm glad it did. So it, that uh, kind of came up organically to use that too. We jokingly just mentioned that sure. in when you, Bill, and I were chatting one day, and <laughs> we should we should include that for Manscaped. It's, oh yeah, <laughs> let's do it. So, um, yeah, and they asked uh, for timestamps of when we do promo spots and stuff, and so they've heard it, so they like it. So it's funny. Um, but yeah, no, uh, uh, body wash, um, and uh, 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 I have what was called a ball toner. The ball toner, the ball spritzer, fantastic. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, if it's not, if you're not, um, I don't know. I, bef- before we we ventured into the the Manscaped arena, we and I back when they first became a sponsor, I talked about them and how I had literally had stuff in my cart online uh, to buy, and I was debating whether to get it when when they they approached us and said, "Hey, you know, we're interested in being a sponsor of the show." I'm like. Oh, great. I was like, cause I watched them on shark tank. Um, uh, and I, uh, I, I saw them online. I, I loved their approach, their marketing angle, which was fantastic. It was funny. I loved it. So I, I'm a, I'm a visual advertising kind of guy. And I, 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 well, sure. Oh yeah. Your marketing's, uh, if your marketing is cool, yeah, I'll buy into it. Yeah. I'll give you a try. So, um, but yeah, fantastic stuff. And I, and I, and I, uh, so they sent us some stuff to try out. We did loved it. And I went back and I bought the stuff that I had in my cart um, to, uh, so that was, uh, that was pretty cool. So uh, we are the trial for our audience. So we tried this stuff out and it's like, if you guys are interested in this kind of thing, it's, uh, it's pretty cool. It's not, and, and it's not cheap stuff. It's good stuff. It's high, and you, you, you open the stuff you, you, you handle. It's like, Oh, this is high quality. So good stuff. Yeah. I just, I just want to add one thing real quick. The ball wipes, which I've mentioned on the mm. show before, hilarious name. Um, they're not just for your balls. They're just nice little sanitary wipes. Um, as a man who, uh, who runs and plays hockey, um, I get chafing downstairs and it, you know, it just, it's, it's part of being a guy. You get it. If you, if you've ever been active and, uh, I started using the ball wipes and I just, you know, right before I shower, after I play hockey or after I run, and I just, you know, do a little wipe and, and you know, just kind of get the area down there. I haven't had a problem with jock itch or chafing since I started using them about three weeks ago. And every now and then I at least get a little bit of like a, a an odd sensation down there. And uh, that has not happened. So it's I, I really think they're helping. They're working. And uh, I've definitely uh, 
bought a supply to where I am comfortable to be using those pretty much as long as I can imagine myself walking. So it's there, there there's just so many great products. If you haven't checked out manscaped.com, great Christmas present and um just a great company to 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 work with. And and I'll say, Kurt, uh, I don't want to give too much away yet. I just want to say they may have become friends of the show, two best friends of the show <laughs> yeah. recently. Yes, they they may have. Um they may like us so much. How become, much do they like us? <laughs> Did we just become best friends? <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> I believe you're right. So, uh, yeah, there'll be more about that in uh, January. About the same yep. time that the NHL season starts. So, How? What You think that was done intentionally? I don't know. Possibly. Is that a coincidence? It could maybe. I don't know. By the way, I just finished my one Bourbon County, and I, I'm feeling pretty good. This is great. <laughs> drinking at Bourbon County is like drinking three beers. It it, it yeah. really is. It's and it and it's a sipping beer. It's not a you can you don't. Yep. Ch- oh yeah. I mean, if you chug it, you're in for a world of. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> um. All right. So real quick, let's get some comments yes. here from Com- our, comments. Uh, our listeners. Ton of them. Um. Uh, sorry, everybody can't get to them all, but. Uh, Jimmy Anderson, who actually, uh, I, I just got your message on Twitter as the show was starting, Jimmy, um, basically asked the same thing. When are we doing the championship trivia contest contest between, uh, let's just say Guy Bensing from Hawaii and myself? Um, well, <laughs> you know, it's funny. Kurt and I and Bill all talked about that because you've been wanting that challenge for a while. It's really funny because we just remembered just a couple weeks ago. We're like, wait a minute. Guy didn't even win. Yeah. He didn't win his round. It was, um, I'm sorry, I'm drawing a blank on his name, but he, I want to say Gary. Gary? No. no. Uh, That's a, it pops I in my head. So. I, it doesn't sound right either, but it sounded right in my head. Okay, well, I'm I'm going to find out what his name Josh. is, because I know he's, no. he slid into my DMs. Uh <laughs> <laughs> wow uh kevin kevin his name is kevin, kevin uh kevin yes. won against against I, guy i knew it was a joke. so if you want to really like have some kind of trivia challenge i would say you got to face kevin not guy uh but if you want to face guy i'm up for that too that'd be you a lot of fun i'm sure guy would love to participate maybe maybe oh, it's yeah. not like a it's not like a a, a, a a finals matchup kind of a thing it's just a challenge of sorts he called him out yeah, he called him Call out. out. He wants to challenge the Hawaii Blues fan. So where, where's the uh, where's um, so guys from Hawaii and Jimmy's from where? St. Louis. He lives here. He lives okay. in St. Louis, right? South right. South City, I believe. Okay. Oh. Um. Do you want his address? <laughs> I do have kidding. it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't believe so. Um. But uh. Um. Let's see. We got uh. Uh, sorry, trying to roll through some of these comments. Uh, way back to when we were talking about uh, forwards evaluation or valuations, uh, Sean Nolan, uh, a guy who uh, we both follow on Twitter, I believe. Uh, Florida Panthers lost $29 million this past year. Woo! Yeah, right. uh, mm, you know what? Um, anytime uh, a team says they've lost a certain amount of money, I take it with a grain of salt because. I agree. Yeah, I mean, I, there's not. I mean, showing a loss is kind of a thing uh, with with the uh, sports teams. So, um, 
Uh, I, I'm not buying that number. I'm not saying they didn't. I'm not saying they made money, but I don't know if they lost that much money. Let's let's put it like this: If a team lost that much money, there'd be nobody in the world wanting to buy them when they went up for sale. But I tell you what, the Panthers went up for sale. There's going to be people at least like interested in buying them. There, if you're a company that lost 29 million a year, there should be nobody coming after you. Um, but yeah, it's 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 a way to cook the books in a way. I mean, you got uh, you know a lot. I think a lot. Of, I remember one time I think I heard that they don't factor in the league revenue money they get when they come up with these numbers that they lost money. And really, all every team gets the that's, same amount in league revenue. Yeah, that's substantial money. Yeah, so huh. I think that is uh, poppycock. I'll say. Uh, then we got um, uh, we got a uh, race fan rocks four uh, again one of the biggest Eric Brewer fans we know on this show. Uh, <laughs> he says, which uh, I did not know this, and if it's true, I, I might actually look that. into buying their. I did not I know did that. Not know that. Did you know that they played Jimmy Carson on like Channel Two Johnny Carson, every night? Johnny Carson. Did I say, Jimmy Carson's a former Vancouver Canucks center. And, and Johnny Detroit Carson. Red Wing. And <laughs> yes. Detroit Red Wing, too. <laughs> Johnny Carson. Sorry. Um, no, they just they just play they just play Jimmy Carson highlights every night. <laughs> How boring is that? Um, <laughs> what? What a great defensive play. Maybe in Canada. Um, but no, sorry. So starting it off way off track here. Race Fan Rocks 4. ECHL starts Friday. Uh, if that's true. And he pro I'm not he's probably right. I might look into getting a little TV subscription to that because I would love to watch some live hockey again. Uh he says one division is not playing though, which is very odd. I'm guessing maybe they realigned and, and they took all the teams that didn't want to play and put them in one division. I have no idea. Uh well, I got here the uh 2020-21 season schedule release for the ECHL. 13 teams are participating in a 72-game schedule. Um, you either complete December 11th through January 14th schedule. Yeah, so I guess they are. Awesome. Well, good for them. I'm glad they're doing something, but I wonder if they're going to have any fans in the stands at all. It's not a, it's not a substantial schedule, but they're going to play. Uh, Jesse Hill adds, uh, has the NHL and NBA talked sharing arenas? Question mark. I haven't heard anything about that. They have did. They did. They the they did, but I nothing's been nothing's in stone about that. Um, I, I and I don't think they're going to. But that, that was, I heard some reports that that they were discussing doing that, but not lately. So I don't, I don't think hmm. that has legs. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I mean, again, this is something we talked about. I think when the NHL was talking about doing bubbles. Um, I, you don't have to play. I mean, like the Kings play in the same arena that the uh, Lakers do. If there is an arena that has the good camera angles in somewhere in, in LA or, or orange County or wherever, you don't have to play in um, whatever the name of their arena is. I, I'm drawing a blank here, but you LA? can play in another Staples arena. Center. Yeah. Staples. Yeah. That's right. Staples center. Yeah. You don't have to, play in that arena. I mean, I know they want to, they want the banners. They want the, the history that, that has come with the Kings, but I mean, they could figure out other courses of action 
if they had to. Um, he says uh, some of the Canadian teams are keeping their minor league teams in the U.S. from Dusty Road. Yep, heard that yeah, too. Saw that. Yep. Yep. Uh, AC Generator adds, uh, you send the one Canadian team to the U.S. rather than A, two teams to Canada, or B, send a team to Canada, then come back here when the Canadian team... Okay, he's talking about, we were talking about crossing the border for like the Stanley Cup mm -hmm. final or, or Eastern final, whatever. Uh, he's saying you... Uh, well, that wouldn't happen uh, until, uh, they said, late April, early June, so... Yeah, and I'm again at this point. I think that is completely speculative. Who we don't who knows. Yeah, who knows? at this point, the NHL is just I think hoping they don't have to worry about that. But yes, I mean obviously they they're going to talk about contingencies as the times come up. Um, winning unlimited, but God, it's Seattle. They're running into the re <laughs> okay. I see what he's doing. He's doing a wrestling call. All right, let me see if I can do this with a wrestling voice. Okay, here we go. This is the wrong podcast, Jeff. But God, it's Seattle. They're running into the ring. They joined the rumble, and the Blues are pushed out to the Central East. Ah, oh, he's killed him. He's killed him. <laughs> wrong, wrong, wrong podcast, guys. Yeah, that's that's Adam. Adam tried. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see. Then we got Puck Guy fourteen. I'm back. What did I miss? You missed a lot, Puck Guy fourteen. What the hell, man? Uh, then we've got. Uh, Oh my goodness. Um how are the conference champions going to be awarded from Dusty Road? Again, I who knows. I, I mean, I guess I'm just first in the division. But, well, I and mean, then and then they, you've got your conference title. I I don't know. There's still a lot of stuff that they're they're working out. I mean, technically, yeah. technically, um the Blues are not solidly in the Western Conference uh, Western Division yet. Yeah, they said that that still could be tweaked. So. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. Since I did the first one, I got to do the second one. Another one from Winning Unlimited. St. Louis has been thrown over the top rope and into the southeast. By God, no. For God's sakes, no. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it. <laughs> it's a movie. Um, You're watching a movie. Believe it. Jesse Hill, uh, they probably will start early. They're talking about the California teams. I hope. I hope you're right. He said maybe afternoon games. Um, again, <sighs> I I would love it like it was when the return to play happened this past season, but I doubt they would do that for the regular season. I think they still want the primetime minutes. I would I would bet they I would bet they don't I would bet that we get fucked on times. I, I, oh yeah, I agree. Uh, but, but like you said, I don't I, personally. I don't care. I, I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm up late anyway. I'll I nine o'clock. That would actually allow for a few pregame shows for us. Uh, if we, which I, mean, I had a great time doing last yeah, year. So we could do that. Um, now, granted, if we were in the other conference, we'd have more six o'clock starts, and we could do some postgame shows. <laughs> <laughs> so, which I'm usually already drunk for. Yeah. So I mean, either way, we're good. Um, yeah. But uh, you know, but personally, I don't care. I, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll like. Uh, I, I'm gonna watch the game regardless. It doesn't matter if if it's um, an hour and a half later. Uh, whatever, it's fine for me. I get. I totally get though why a lot of people don't because if they're in bed by ten, well, shit, that's a half an hour into the game. So. 
Uh, Brian Ganser, who uh, is a guy that I don't believe we've ever seen live in the chat. Tiny so Ganser? Brian, thanks for joining us. Hold the closer, Tony Danza. Um, we've got, uh, he says, any chance the Sabres? Right. Any chance the Sabres surprise in that division? We'll talk closely a little bit more about the divisions. Uh, so we'll get to that, Brian. Jesse Hill, does the NHL make that decision or is it the TV companies talking about the times? Let's put it like this. Like I said about the Blues with Fox Sports Midwest, with this being pure revenue from TV, the NHL is going to say, oh, yeah, we decided along with uh, NBC Sports and Sportsnet that this is the best decision. <laughs> now, how that's actually going to go is Sportsnet and NBC Sports is going to tell them, hey, you're getting your revenue from us, so here's how it's going to go. Uh, it's definitely the TV companies making that decision, but the NHL is going to pitch it like it was a joint decision. <sighs> I, I'm gonna say that's that the, my view. I'm gonna say that the 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 television companies uh, communicate with the team, and the team then communicates it to the league. I, I don't. I, I, that's that's my take on it because I now granted the Minnesota, they didn't want the West Coast games. They wanted Central. So, I mean, there's there's so. I'm curious to know the difference between the Blues on Fox Sports Midwest and the Blues and the Minnesota Wild on whatever the hell they network they're on. Um, how that differs? Why one prefers the late games and one prefers the central games, and how much influence the team has over that decision? Like maybe the TV for people say, "Well, we'll get better numbers this way," but when the team says, "No, I disagree," and knowing enough arrogant people um powerful people who do what they want and they some of them may say you know what no fuck you i don't want to watch my team play uh until 12 30 in the morning i want to i want my game to start at 7 7 30 and i want it done by 10 um, so we're almost wrapped up here on some of the comments again. Sorry to those of you who've commented that we haven't got to, but, uh, I do believe we've got a comment of the show coming up here, Kurt. Uh, let me go ahead and ask you, this is the beauty of a live show. Uh, instead of me telling you, Hey, stop recording. I want to ask you a question. I'm just going to ask it live. Uh, we discussed, we discussed, uh, possibly having a sound clip for the show for comment of the show. Uh, is that a possibility for this week? Uh, what was the no. what was the sound clip you wanted? <laughs> no, I'm guessing the answer is no. I'm no, not going to tell you. It's no. got to be a surprise. I don't know. I I could. I, mean, I, I sent could, it to you. If I you sent wanna, it to you. If you want, I uh, you sent me the actual video. Don't worry oh, about you it. You did. Yes, you did. Don't worry about it. You did. It's okay. Oh, it's okay. It's no. not going to happen this week. It's fine. No, I could. You, I could do you it. Put man. it in the podcast. I could. I you could. want? Okay, we'll get to, we'll get to the comment of the show in a minute. Um, so let me uh, let me move on. Uh, uh, he's talking about Sean Nolan talking about the Florida Panthers. Is it? You act like you're not doing anything. Are Are you ready for the comment me? of the show? Me? Yeah, Am I supposed you? to do something? I'm just I'm listening. Well, you said you were going to put the. No. Do you want to do the clip? I, no, no. Okay. I, good. No. This I. The you said I you this. said to do it on the podcast. Okay. I'll lay it back. Well, all right. I'll, all right. I'll do all it right, in good. post. I'll do it in do post. It the podcast. Do it in yeah. the post. Post-production. Okay. Post-production. All right. On Here's, the podcast. Okay. Not, First not of all, YouTube. Sean Nolan so, says, okay, talking we're talking the at the same Panthers. time. This is great. 
The Florida Panthers was a discussion in the chat. Sean Nolan says their arena is in a god-awful location next to the Glades. But before that, Winning Unlimited asks, could Manscaped buy the Panthers? And uh, that is an excellent question. And then he adds, the Florida Manscapes logo would be a palm tree and a razor. I think that has to be our comment of the show. Congratulations. And here's the clip uh, that I was wanting you to play. A palm tree, <laughs> a palm tree and a razor. You missed the opportunity to say coconuts and a razor. Just coconuts and a razor. Kurt, you have the comment of the show. Congratulations! Hey, yay! What do I win? <laughs> I Nothing. Win free season tickets to next season. Uh, let's see. Puck guy 14, which remember is a friend of the show from Teal Town, USA. He says, hi, 10 months talking about the last time the <laughs> sharks took the ice I and with a new imagine. system with new players. I plus can't. sharks can't play or practice in San Jose right now. I'm uh, going to look at the I... NFL. <laughs> the NFL is with no preseason. It's going to be a little sloppy. Yes. I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm going to say that, well, since it's been 10 months since the sharks, have played I, there's a chance they've forgotten how to play hockey <laughs> they did that last season <laughs> see but i'm ching set you up perfectly i was waiting for you to hit. i i set you up and you knocked it down yeah very nice <laughs> i remember back in the day whenever my friends i would set my friends up for a joke i would i would go like this acting like i was setting them up in volleyball and then I, they would never do go for the the slam though, you know. Spike, and it just, yeah. you know, spike. It always upset me. I'm like, come on, come on! I showed you, I was setting you up. See, see, we, we've uh, got since 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 the the speculation uh, is that the Blues are in the West, in the same division as the Sharks. I, I mentioned on on Twitter that that there could be some fr a, a number of friendly bets wagers uh, against with with LGB Radio against Teal Town. So that is a thing that could happen, possibly. Now, I mean, obviously the Sharks are, are in a slightly different place than the Blues are. So maybe we, you know, wait it somehow. But uh, I don't know. We'll, we, we should come up with something. To uh, Jesse if... Hill asks, uh, is Martin Jones still in net? And I think the, the answer is yes. But if the, if the question is, is there an actual goalie in net? Then it's no. Don't go to see. Sadly, yes. With Devin Dubnik as backup. <laughs> uh, Puck guy fourteen. Let me ask you a question. How many uh, members are there on your panel? I know you guys uh, have had a few over the years. So they how wrote... many right now are on your panel? Well, they rotate. Because I'm thinking, guys, in don't they? Yeah, they do. Yeah, they rotate. Yeah. So in and out. But yes, I I'm thinking that if we do a season series bet that mm. we could make it a pretty sizable bet. I yes. just don't one million dollars. I, I, I don't well <laughs> I don't want to make the bet like come up with the parameters I'm thinking in my head if there's like eight guys because that would be insane uh for what I'm thinking. But if it's like three or four, we can make it work. Something like uh what the player who has the best plus minus and matchups between the blues and the sharks to the season, something, something obscure. I don't know. I'm just spitballing. We could do an obscure one. Bad idea, but yeah. Some, I mean, you know, or just go, uh, you know what? If you, if you go complicated though, then it's, it's confusing for people and they just don't care. So. 
Yeah. Well, all right. Well, I'm thinking we do a season series bet. Whoever wins the season series, we got we can do something. And again, I've got some ideas swirling in my head. I don't want to say it right now because, again, if they have eight to ten guys on their panel, uh, it would cost us a lot of money. So let's just, maybe let's maybe just we move can, on. Maybe we can send them some ball wipes. If if, if there they you win. go. If if they win, I like it. They get ball wipes. But they have to. They have to. They have to share <laughs> one ball wipe. Oh, <laughs> yeah. After a hockey game. I hope Manscaped stopped listening. Uh, yeah. Um, and then if we win, then what do we get? I don't know. Maybe I mean two ball wipes. Two ball wipes. Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> one for each. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what else we got? Any more comments? Yeah, that's it for, well, that's it for the comments, I think. But, um, so we, we've obviously talked a lot about, you know, and looking at the outline we put together every year or every week, uh, there's really not much more to talk about. So I, I just think it's important for us as hockey guys, guys who understand the game, guys who understand the sport and the NHL, especially looking at the divisions and now, and then, and then again, getting into what we're talking about before the Manscaped spot, you know, you look at at the Blues being in that weird West division. Um, I know you look, and, and a lot of people's argument is, and I'm not trying to justify it because I, I agree it's weird they're in this division. That Minnesota is more West, so they should be in that division. But the issue with that is they're also way more North. So St. Louis, and I'm just guessing. St. Louis is much closer to these teams. Now, maybe maybe it's uh, different with Colorado, but for the majority of these teams, because we're more south and more in the central of the United States, close, close to I who? think that's the teams in the division: the San Jose, the Vegas. Like, well, well, pick a team though, because because I mean, so the Blues... the majority of the team. I'm talking about that little left pick, pick left one nook down there. Let's say San Jose, Las Vegas, Los Angeles, uh, Anaheim, and Arizona. I think St. Louis is probably closer to those areas than Minnesota. Okay, so let's look. St. Louis. And I'm, I mean, you could look up the math if you want, but I'm just guessing by looking at a, <laughs> at a, at a map of the United States that they are closer. Now, Minnesota so, might so be San Jose. To... Would, San Jose? We go by? Let's, let's pick San Jose. Go, go to San Jose. Let's pick San Jose. Um, so San Jose to St. Louis, Missouri is uh, uh, 2,083 miles by car. So then if we go to uh, San Jose to Minneapolis, uh, St. Paul, Minneapolis, Minnesota, 2,007 miles. Minnesota is closer. By what, 300 miles? No, uh by 76 miles. It was yeah. 2083, right? <laughs> okay. So, we don't have to look this up, but let's think about <laughs> let's think about Arizona, Anaheim and Los Angeles. Three teams there. Guarantee by the math that Kurt just did, St. Louis is closer to those three than Minnesota. No, um Minnesota's closer. I just did the math. To to Anaheim and Los Angeles as well. Oh, I don't know, uh, but Minneapolis is closer to San Jose than San Jose. I know, but I'm just saying those those three, Los Angeles, Anaheim, and Arizona. 
I guarantee you St. Louis is closer to those oh. than Minnesota, judging by the math you just did. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with and that. And yeah, yeah. St. Louis is also closer to Dallas. Um, yep. Oh, yeah. Probably Vegas, I'm guessing. Yeah, um, yeah so, sure, sure. So in terms of it, I, I get why St. Louis would fall into that. It just, it sucks because St. Louis has had way more success. They've got the fan base supporting them. Our TV ratings have been great, but let's not forget Minnesota does well too. See, so it was probably just a toss up. And with the blues asking to move to the West, that was a deal breaker. See, I'm not, I, the, the personally, I don't care about the times, the times I don't give a shit about, but, um, what I don't like about it, I don't like not playing Chicago, not playing Nashville. That's that that's that's my and this is not a knock on the other teams. I the, I mean, it's going to be fun to play San Jose. It's going to be fun to play Dallas and and Vegas. Uh, good teams, right? Uh, but uh, I I I'm Chicago and Nashville are our rivals, and we're not yeah going to play them this season, and that's just seems wrong. It seems it seems and, like it seems like Minnesota. I mean, granted, they're not going to have their rivals either if they're going to the West, but still, I mean, uh, they're farther West, so fuck them. We, we should be with our rivals in the Central. That's where we belong. I might, I might be wrong here, but I want to say Minnesota considers Colorado and Winnipeg their top two rivals. I could be wrong. Well, right, but they're so not. So they would Winnipeg's at least still have, but I'm, I know, but I'm just saying they would at least still have Colorado in that scenario. Well, you know what? And, and the c- thing that, that bugged me was when I saw, and, and this is just me being ridiculous, but when I saw the original realignment that had St. Louis in that central-type division with the Florida teams, and I saw Detroit in yeah. that division, yeah. I was fucking stoked because I was like, oh, my God. The Blues are finally back in a division with Detroit, and Detroit is terrible like yeah. they were in the yeah. 80s. We can stick it to And them. the Blues will fucking dominate. Yeah. And then, of course, it got pulled from under our feet, like you know, Blues fans of old. Yeah, the fucking we and we talked about this. The Red Wings, fucking had our number for how long? Years and years. Just couldn't get over the hump with Detroit ever. And then we finally fucking get good, and they bolt to the East. Like fuck you, Detroit. So the, and now here's the, so, so here's what yeah, here's, I, I agree if, with you. If, I would have loved to have seen Detroit back in our division for one season to stomp on a little bit. If this sticks, okay, let's just say this sticks. Um, I Here's what we have to hope for. We have to hope that somehow, because that, that division is shit. That it's central slash Florida division, you've got the, the best teams there are probably, well, obviously Tampa, but Carolina, Nashville's probably going to do well in that division, and Columbus. You have to hope, at least me, I'm hoping that Detroit, for some reason, just comes through, kicks all ass, and makes it to the playoffs, which honestly isn't that far-fetched in that division. Mm. Um, And somehow they find a way to make it to a playoff spot where they play another one of the division teams. And if that's St. Louis... And the Blues can play Detroit in the playoffs <laughs> and just stop the shit out of them. I... Oh, God, yes. Give but, me that. 
I will. The, I will beating them in the playoffs. Let, let me. Okay, here's a question. It's Kurt, divisional though. It's divisional playoffs. Yeah, but eventually you have to play somebody from another. I know, division. I know, I know. But I'm just. It's gonna be it, okay. Uh, they would is, have to probably be the top two teams, I guess, in the West. <laughs> or I don't even know what you would call that. Yeah, whatever. The Southwest, South. Whatever. I don't even know who. Anyway, I, I don't even know who the. Uh, I don't. They haven't. They haven't said who the Canadian division would play. In a in a conference final either. Yeah, I guess that that's actually probably what would happen. I would think the East. The division right? the Blues are in would probably play a Canadian team. You think? Why wouldn't it be the East? I think so. And I think your East would be in your map as you as you put up there. So, I don't know if you can pull it back up here no, on the video. I could. But it it's okay. No. You don't have to. Uh the you've got the yellow outline and the red outline. So the let's just for those listening on the podcast. The, the division that has the Pennsylvania and the New York teams, and then the what would basically be the central division with the Florida teams, I think that would be your Eastern Conference. And then I think the division the Blues are in and the Canadian division would be your Western Conference. Yeah, maybe. I guess you're right. But uh, it would be cool. Well, I mean, this is, this is not going to happen, but, I mean, this is a situation where two teams could face each other in the finals that that would ha- have would never happen, like, um, you know. Well, I guess now it could with Blues and the Red Wings and the in different conferences. But uh, the Blues and the Wings could play in the finals, or the Blues and actually, okay, let's say the uh, so the Blues and the uh, Hawks could face in the final off in the finals, right? How about gold? How about Golden Knights and Hawks? I mean, the fact that they just played each other last year in the playoffs. The Golden Knights. <laughs> oh, right, playing- right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a, I mean, and if you want I mean, to look at the East, fun. you'd say Toronto and Boston in the uh, Stanley Cup final. Yeah. I mean, how weird would that be? Boston and Montreal in the final. That, Woo. that would be, oh my God. That'd be a civil war. Not a civil war. Be or a again, war. or again, if, if you have, if, if the, the, the Minnesota, Chicago, Detroit, Columbus division, does end up being in the same div- the conference as the Blues. I mean, you could have Pittsburgh and Carolina face each other in the final. I mean, there's there's so many strange scenarios here that it makes it like theater, and it's just it's exciting to see what could happen here. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, I'm I'm glad they're they're gonna play. January thirteenth is the is the target date. So, uh, barring uh, any setbacks, that's what they're gonna do. So I'm uh, looking forward to it. And January third is the you wanna, you, you want to go a little nuts here and uh, try and pick your division winners of the four if these <laughs> stand. I give you mine. I'll give you mine right now. I'm gonna go. I'm going to go St. Louis. Mm, really? Yeah, I'm making that call. I like St. Louis in that division. I think they are just going to dominate really? uh, those really? those California teams, and uh, I could see them whooping up on Arizona and Dallas. Um, trouble, obviously, with Vegas and Colorado, but I can see the Blues getting big wins against uh, those those other teams. I say that, and Dallas was in the Stanley Cup final last year. I just you know what I I, I don't I don't like Dallas. I mean, I don't either. Uh, we, we we talked about I, this. Dallas had a bad regular season, and they were they were falling off the they were tanking, and then the the pause hit, 
and then they had a good run in the playoffs. I I don't I I'm I mean okay I mean they could be very good this season, but they got to prove it to me that they can do it you know over the course of the season without yeah, some right. kind of weird pause. Yeah, they uh, and 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 also in a new division like this, right? You know, I mean, you're not playing the same teams you're used to constantly. Right. But anyway, so my division winners, I'm going to go St. Louis. I'm going to go Toronto. I'm going to go uh, Boston. And I will go Tampa. I will go Colorado. I will go, man, I was going to go Toronto. Um, God, I'll go Toronto. You know who I think is going to do well in that division is, is Calgary. I, th- I thought about Calgary, too. I thought about Edmonton, too. I could I could see them really having a good season playing against those teams. You know the Sportsnet guys they were talking about how this all Canadian division should be a thing from now on. Um, and aside from travel, which which they won't do because of travel, but it's a cool idea. I would love it. Um, yeah. I mean, they won't think do about hockey night in Canada. Hockey night in Canada, like post COVID, um, that I mean. It would suck to not see like some of our teams not included down here on in 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 uh, uh, America, but damn, I mean, okay, that would be a rivalry every night. So uh, I I will not pick your division winners. So I'll pick someone different. Okay, how's that? So I'll pick I'll pick Colorado. Sure. I'll pick I'll take Calgary. I'll take Philadelphia. And I'll take um, shit. Chicago, Chicago, no, No, I'll take uh, if I got if I can't pick Tampa Bay, I'll take. You gotta, you gotta go Tampa. Come on, you I, I, I I can't. You what? You pick Tampa. All right, tell you what, I'll take. No, no, I'll take. I'll take Columbus first. I'll take Columbus. I'll take Columbus. I was gonna say I'll take Carolina if you want to take Tampa. No, I I mean, Tampa's gonna win the division. I'm just saying, since you took them, I'll take. I'll take Columbus. Now right. we're not going to revisit this. I'm just for fun, but I'm just saying that you, you, you picked yours, and I'll pick someone different. Just for oh, fun. I'm sure one of our listeners will remind us. Of just, this. just, just for fun, <laughs> just for fun, I'm picking someone different. So I'll take, I'll take Columbus. Uh, so we've got uh, a couple comments here. Uh, Mini is further to Anaheim than St. Louis from Jesse Hill. I agree. Um, where will the Kraken go? David Schultz says, and again, David Schultz. I think that's a new listener, uh, at least in that's the new live shows. Listener. We have a new listener, uh, David. I, uh, I again. I, I think talking about where the Kraken are going to go, we will see what happens going into the twenty twenty one twenty two season. I don't think this is going to be the same alignment. We'll see. Um, we got Jesse Hill making his picks: Vegas, Montreal, Tampa, and Boston. Uh, just Bob 3000 again, another new listener. The problem with having to play. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's quite the claim. Bill's going to love you, Jesse Hill. Yeah. Uh, just Bob 3000. The problem with potentially having to play three California teams that it's an insanely locked down, happy state. Will all the games be played in St. Louis? Huh. That is an interesting question. That might be the most interesting question of the show. Locked on happy, but yeah, but um, I don't know. I, I you think special concessions will be made for something where they're 
taking extra precautions and I don't know. It's not like it's not like there it's not like it's you know there's no border crossings like Canada and US. I mean you can you can go to California. You can you can travel there, right? You can fly there. Right. So, I mean, but it's I mean they're restricting uh, gatherings and things. I get gatherings it. I get it. much worse than many other states. I get it. But and again, this is the month away too, so that may change. Yeah. Again, although well, I mean, the with that said, I mean, with that, let's with that let's said, face it. Uh, go ahead. Go I, ahead. Well, because okay, it's January thirteenth. So if if uh, symptoms don't typically set in with coronavirus for you know a week to ten weeks two weeks after you get it, so I this, this July uh, January thirteenth, that's two weeks after New Year's. When folks might be getting together, doing stuff, that's three weeks after Christmas when folks, and they're saying Christmas is going to be worse than Thanksgiving as far as the spread goes. And so that's prime time for, I mean, January 13th is prime time for this nation to be a complete fucking shit show. Oh, yeah. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, for sure. Uh, Jesse Hill replying to... <laughs> Us about Montreal winning the division. He says the Allen effect. <laughs> I love it, Jesse Hill. 50, nice work. Fifty-six games. How many games is Allen play? Uh, Puck, uh I'm sorry. What? How, how many? Fifty-six. 50, uh, I mean, because you got Price and Allen. How many games do you play? Play or start? Start. Fifteen. Maybe yeah. twenty. Yeah. I guess it depends on how he plays, but. We'll see. Yeah, how do you, how do you think he'll play uh, in Montreal? I think he's I think he's gonna be fine, do you? especially with no fans in the stands. I think he's gonna be great. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's kind of a maybe that's kind of a knock, but I just feel like without him having to worry about if I don't do this, I'm gonna get booed or whatever. That's not gonna be an issue this season. I don't I don't think he's gonna be very good this year. I, we'll see. I think, I yeah. I he does have Shea Weber in front of him, which I still think is one of the best defensemen in the NHL. Yeah, he's got one. He's got one guy in front of him. <laughs> <laughs> they got some good back checking forwards. Yeah. David DeHarnay, right? Yeah, I, I'm. I'm. I'm just okay. All right, we'll see. Uh, anyway, so uh, yeah, we got a uh, we got we got a couple puck guy fourteen Santa Clara County where the Sharks play. Uh, I'm sorry. Currently, uh, I'm sure read his first comment first. He says, currently, the Sharks talking about potentially playing in Oakland if Santa Clara County restricts them. Uh, the Cow Palace, by the way, Puck Guy 14. Kurt, do you know the reference to the Cow Palace? Yeah. Yeah. Good, Good for uh, you. Uh, the Cow Palace was uh, in um, uh, Calgary. No. No. Where was it? It was in, it was in Oakland. Wait a there was is in Oakland. That's that's where the Golden Seals first played. Was the Cow Palace? There was another arena called the Cow Palace. Was there? I thought. Hmm. Look I'm it up. Pretty sure. Let me let me check it. Look it up. Um. But yeah, the Cow Palace. That was a really shitty arena that the uh, the Golden or the uh, the Golden Seals first played in. So uh, interesting. Anyway, he says uh, Santa Clara County, where the Sharks play. Travel, but quarantine for 14 days and no contact sports allowed. And similar to here in, in St. Louis, by the way, Puck Guy 14, a uh, guy who who plays hockey on the regular, um, we're told to basically not contact on the ice, which is 
you know, let's just say okay to that. Um, but I, I got to imagine with professionals, same rules have to apply, right? So that could be interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Jesse Hill, Jesse Hill says saddle dome question mark. I think that's what you're thinking of. Yeah, maybe. Um, I, I knew that I knew Calgary was saddle dome. I just, I, I, I just remember, and I, I could be completely wrong. I just, I, I, for some reason I was thinking the cow palace was somewhere else, but yeah, I, I looked Fuck it up guy and, yeah, 14, which, which trust me when I said this, it was a joke. He says, Cal Palace is a major league. No, it's in San Francisco. That's where the Sharks played first two years. Not uh, NHL ready. And Rink is 185 by 85. That's what I was. Th- okay. So the Sharks played in the first two seasons. That's what I was thinking of. That's hilarious. I had no idea that rink was so small. I'm going to have to go back and watch some old games. That's One, funny. 185 by 85. That's like, uh, man, that's. Is that that's like a old uh, Chicago Stadium size, isn't it? It's tiny. I think that was the original size of Madison, right? I don't know, but Chicago. I know Chicago Stadium was smaller. Oh man, that's funny. Yeah, if uh, I, I I think I mentioned before, I don't have it in front of me, but I'm reading a book about the history of the Oakland Oakland uh, Seals, the California Golden Seals, whatever you want to call them. And yeah, there's a lot of hilarious references to the Cow Palace. So that's the only reason I think I know that. Okay, so the ice surface in Boston Garden is nine feet shorter and two feet narrower than the regulation measurement of 200 feet by 85 feet. Uh, Chicago. I didn't yeah. know that. Look at that. Chicago, 185 by 85. That's what it was. So oh my size. gosh. Yeah. Puck, Puck Guy 14 uh, at uh, 15 feet fewer neutral zone. Holy shit. Yeah. And that's when you're they... playing like that, that may not seem like a lot. To somebody who doesn't play or somebody who doesn't pay attention to ice hockey, which anybody else in the show does, obviously, but 15 feet. I couldn't imagine playing on a rink that is 15 feet fewer in the neutral zone. How are guys not just getting blown up at every turn of their skates? And they said uh, Chicago Stadium in particular, um, the corners weren't deep. So not only was it a, 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 a shorter rink with less neutral zone, but the corners weren't deep. The corners were more, uh, more rounded, I guess you could call it. Um, so you weren't, you couldn't go deep into the corners. You, when you come out of the corner, you're, you know, coming into the slot, <laughs> essentially. So that's um, nuts. Yeah, a tiny building, and that's why um, it was a very physical game back in the day in Chicago. Um, so I'll also add, because we've had some people asking or kind of talking, I guess, on Twitter about, um, you know, why this is set up the way it is, the, the the proposal for the realignment. Canada, there being a border between many of the teams here, that's what throws a wrench into this. I think if you don't worry about the border, there's not an issue here. It's It's the fact that all Canadian teams – have to play against each other. That's the only way this will work because you can't have a 14-day quarantine in the middle of the season for a lot of these teams. So, like, if, you know, you have your regular central division, you're going to have the Blues play, you know, oh, they're going to go to Chicago, play the Blackhawks. They're going to play the Wild. Maybe they go down and play Colorado, but then they got a game against Winnipeg. Oh, they got to spend two weeks quarantining in, quarantining in, in Canada before they play that game and it just it makes no sense so that's the reason that there's a crazy realignment here and i think if if that's not 
the case and maybe in a month maybe coronavirus well, goes away democrats are winning the office right so coronavirus is going to go away 100 <laughs> percent. right yeah Sorry, just like that joke. magically um that was supposed to happen the day after the election a whisk remember? of the wand remember? whisk remember? of the wand that was supposed to happen the day after the election <laughs> But no, because of that, it's that's re- the reason we're seeing this weird realignment. But I'll admit, Kurt, I don't know how you feel, and, and we, you know, I know we're we're wanting to wrap up here, and I just keep giving you one more thing. But I, uh, I actually, it's excited me to see a realignment and seeing how this is going to work. Like I said last week, I am not that excited. Like I was like, oh, I kind of just think they should just not play until this is all figured out and we can get back to real life and and real games and have fans in the stands but at the same time i'm looking at this realignment and i'm saying this is a new challenge this is a new thing that we haven't had to deal with before this is going to be interesting just like the drama of what's going to happen so this actually excites me to see what we could see happen uh this season uh, yeah, and I, I agree with you. I'm excited too about it. I, um, I, I mean, I'm disappointed with a couple things, but I think uh, uh, being in the same division as uh, Vegas, San Jose, uh, that'd be kind of cool. Um, so I, LA, but um, yeah, and uh, I, you know, Dallas and Colorado, we, we've been in the same division as them, so that's that. I mean, we and we have rivalries with them, so that's that's good. Uh, especially Colorado lately, the past few years, we've had a a nice rival with them. So, uh, but yeah, like I said, I'll miss the uh, Chicago Nashville games quite a bit. Well, what sucks about this is I think there's a lot of Sharks fans that hate the blues and hate blues fans. Did, so really, I mean, looking at this, I think, I think there's a bit of, I mean, cause you look back to the past. I mean, we, we talk about all the time, the, the 2000 and 2001 yeah, series. No, I, I, I get it. And I have always considered, the I Sharks think there's still arrival. some animosity there between the fans. Oh. I I, and, I I there was after after Owen Nolan's goal, I wanted to stick it to the Sharks every chance the Blues could get. I was well, pissed. I brought up the Owen Nolan goal, so should I mention Steve Eiserman goal, game seven? Okay, we, we went both no. those places. No, don't mention it. Don't mention it. <laughs> okay, I won't. <laughs> Good. Um Whew, that's close. <laughs> yeah, we we, we got dodged we a bullet away there. From that. Yep. Um but no, I uh I think there's a little bit of an animosity there and so I, I sit here and I say like, oh, you could build a rivalry there really quick in a season. But the issue is you don't have fans in the stands. And I really think that plays into it. So oh, without sure. that, sure, sure. it's hard to have a rivalry build um, between a, a team that uh, two teams that are probably not going to be in the same division next season. And to be honest, rivalries are built in the playoffs for the most part. Yeah. I mean, unless you have strange occurrences in the game that that uh, create a rivalry um but uh for the most part rivalries are created in the playoffs and uh so we'll we'll uh, we'll see what happens yep uh do you want to wrap it up good to go yes i don't think i got any one more things for you kurt okay all right uh, support for Let's Go Blues Radio is brought to you by Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Uh, get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with code LGB. Uh, make your balls a priority this fall, which is outdated. That should be this winter. Or we'll get a new tagline from 
<laughs> it's longer fall. That Take will your balls a priority going into the NHL realignment of 2021-22. No, little, I said that wrong. Damn it. 21-22. And, oh, I didn't even t- I didn't mention that this is not the 2020-2021 season. This is the 2021 season. There's no 2020. They... They I know. That. I they said, know. They said know. The, they said the same thing in the last lockout. They uh, they called it the 2013 season, but in the history books, we still see it as 2012. Yeah, because they started in February that season, right? January. January. Okay. I'm gonna say January 18th. I thought it was February. Yeah, you may be right. January. You know what? Uh, don't end the show. Why don't you vamp for me? Oh. I'll look it up. Uh, yeah, so um, I have had uh, two beers this evening. I almost started my third because uh, I yeah, finished about a good 15 minutes ago. Oh, I was, like, I was so close. I said January 18th, started on January 19th. Mm, way off. Which, Kurt, what Price was is right. that game? Do you, re- do you remember that game? Uh, I'm telling you, you remember this game. I mean, I, I think it was referenced last week. Go ahead and tell me, and I'll say, oh, yeah, I remember. Let's put it like this. Uh, Blues won 6 nothing over the Detroit Red Wings. Vladimir Tarasenko's first NHL game. Oh, yeah. And he scored two goals. <laughs> that was great. Almost had a third, too. That was, that was uh, shortly after. Uh, actually, was it the same day that Stan Musial passed? Oh, I don't know. I don't remember. And they ended up winning that game six nothing, which was a, a pretty big deal because that was his jersey number. Yeah, that was it was fun to stomp the Red Wings. It was great. Mm. Yes, January nineteenth, two thousand thirteen was when Stan Musial died. Why do I remember that so well? That, that's weird. I, 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 I did not know that. I did not know that. <laughs> Uh, that'll wrap up episode 13 of season nine of the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast. Let's go Blues Radio. Thanks for listening. And thanks to those who participated in the YouTube and Facebook live chats during the live show. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we've enjoyed bringing it to you. For Jeff Bonder and the On Assignment Bill Day, I'm Kurt Price. Until next time, everyone, let's go Blues. Fuck the Sharks. Let's go Blues. I mean, so I'm sorry, Eric. I apologize for Jeff. Sorry, Eric. I love you. <laughs> uh, the Chiefs are at home tonight against Cyanusport at the War Memorial at 8. Good seats are still available. A look at sports. I think that went very well. Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers. I want you to have a heart attack and die so that we never have to do this shit again. Well, there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. St. <laughs> Louis Blues. St. Louis Blues, have you heard the news about our St. Louis Blues? They've only just begun, they're on their way to number one, now there's no more blues for us.